Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Welcome to the podcast. We begin our series today on the five pillars of payroll. With the first pillar, talent and education. Yes, sir. Yeah. So with this pillar, we're going to be talking about a, a few different things about hiring, yep. training your team, yep. things that we research, education, because education is the bedrock of payroll. You're always learning. Things are always changing. So you're always going to have the continued education Absolutely. in this field. Absolutely. So the five pillars of payroll are really important as it helps us guide our decision-making and the rules around our department. And the first one is talent and training and education. Second one is documentation. The third is systems and processes. The fourth is data processing. And the fifth is customer service. And today we're going to concentrate on training and talent. But before we get into that, I found an interesting tidbit on TikTok. And I, I sent it to you. It was I, we, as we talk about different things to share on social media platforms, it was, it's hard to think about what you would share on TikTok for payroll, yeah. but this kind of came close. It was, it's in the world, right? So the story was how a comma or a lack of a comma in a legal document. Was, you just see, did you watch it? Yeah, I did watch that one. Okay. It cost the state of like Maine or something like that, or a company in Maine rather, like $5 million. Yeah. So it was interesting. And th this is why I go hard at work because it is that easy where one word and how you interpret things and there's your interpretation and there's how it was meant to be. So these, the gist of it all was because there was not a comma in a sentence, like the comma indicating and 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 type of thing, right? There was no comma there. So it made the sentence look like it was one sentence. And so basically, if I, if I can summarize it quickly, these truckers were delivering, I don't know, jam and they weren't getting paid overtime. And yeah. because it was written in the, the state law exempted anyone who was packaging, preparing and distributing jam i think is something agricultural yeah. and because they did not have the comma there for and comma or distribution mm -hmm. you had to do all of it to be exempt yes the way they wrote it but if you did if you had just the driver piece the distribution piece you weren't packing the drivers weren't packaging and the exemption was packaging and distribution the way it was written, it wasn't intended to be written that way, but somebody yeah. missed the comma. Yep. So because that they missed the comma, they were able to sue for overtime for five years. It cost the company mm -hmm. like $5 million. Yes. And that's how, and that's why I go hard at work because it, things yeah. can be in, interpreted different ways. And I always challenge people to be, to, they'll send me something and I'm like, where's the yeah. backup? Where's the, right? Where's the compliant? Yeah. Yeah, guys, I can attest to that. You will do that. <laughs> Point me to the legislation that backs yes. this up. Yeah. And it's not to be mean. It's I need to cover my department because if yes. my boss asks me, why did you do that? I'm going to say, hey, 
this person shared the legislation. We were in fact doing it wrong and we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to change it. Like, simple yeah. as that. And then your boy yeah. was happy. They're like, oh, great. No problem. Good stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, man, that was a funny story. And he did share it on TikTok. He, he made something boring go real quick. And it seemed like forever that I had to listen to this story. But I think oh, the limit is only six minutes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So that was like, interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting story. And, and right. What, what, yeah. And it, it's like that it, if you learn from the, those stories and stuff like that, like we all have stories in this industry, right? Yep. There's stories that you could tell, I could tell mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that our peers and former bosses and supervisors told us throughout their careers that we could always lean on to help us throughout uh, our careers and that we look back to and hold fast to. Because mm-hmm. they helped us. Yeah, that was a $5 million costly mistake, man. <laughs> For real. Yeah, man, let's get into it If unless you got something you want to chat about. No, we can go right into it. I do want to, before we begin, just let you guys know, we do have these ordered. And Brian wasn't planning for me, was, didn't know about this, but I wanted to say this, that this is something that he developed. So I want to make sure he gets his flowers. Ah, come on, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I just want to shout out, shout him out for that because he, he is a hell of a uh, payroll professional. And so I oh, definitely want to make sure Likewise. he got his flowers for Likewise. setting this up and passing it on to, passing it to someone like me. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate you, bro. Likewise, man. Look, I think that all good payroll professionals know this stuff. I just took the time to package it up. If you guys have some thoughts on it, share. This is, this is, this is about having a conversation mm-hmm. and figuring out what helps us best as payroll professionals. And Absolutely. I think that, right, as a man, if you're a seasoned manager, if you're a new manager in payroll, whatever it is, there's something in here, a little gem somewhere in here that's going to help yeah. you. And yeah. how do you start building a team or getting your department in order? That first pillar is your people. Right. You're yes. either gonna yeah. hire great people or you're going to train your current team up and get them better. And like Walt said earlier, it payroll being in payroll is always about continuing education. You have yes. to wanna stay up on you have to like doing research and staying up on the latest and greatest of what's going yeah. on and all your localities and states and whatever you're in. Yes. Federal laws and all this stuff. So in any yeah. event, as we talk about training and talent, mm-hmm. I went out there and looked at some lists, like qualities to look for in hiring a payroll person. And yeah. it was interesting to see the different lists. And there were so many. And they were, it's good stuff. There's some content out there. It was helpful. Mm-hmm. Of course, recruiting companies are going to throw the list together for you and bring you yeah. to their sites and whatnot. What they didn't do, though, and what I'm going to do for you guys tonight is put it into like categories right because there's i think in my opinion i think that there is our there are a different set of skills and cat or talents or characteristics that you want to look mm-hmm. for at entry level there's a mm-hmm. different set at intermediate and there's a different set at leadership all kind of adding on mm-hmm. how you get how they want to sell us different packages but if you buy package b it includes a and b yes it's yeah. kind of the same thing right if, if you're going to hire somebody intermediate you need the entry level and the intermediate. If you go to leadership, you need all three categories to, to yeah. be full. And you jump in, Walt, anytime if you think there's something I yeah. missed or whatever. So like okay. for, for entry level, I think that you got to be organized. Yes. You got to have some urgency in your work, reliability, mm-hmm. adaptability, mm-hmm. people skills and customer service, same. 
And that one I want to circle back to because, or all of them for that matter, but attention to detail. Uh, underline that one if you're writing notes. <laughs> underline <laughs> it attention is, to oh. details, please. I actually did it on my notebook. Uh, oh, um, of course you did, of course. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> he was talking to y'all, folks. Yes, so he does. And then the last one, and, and probably the most important in payroll is honesty. And yes. do you agree? Is that, that I kind of? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, de I definitely agree. Like for an entry level person, that you don't need all those things that Brian listed out for you, or at least eighty percent, at least at least eighty percent of these, right? Because yeah, something because something you said, like some of those can be learned. Yes, some that, of those can be honed. Like one of the things that Brian said to me, you can you should hire for personality, and because you can teach skills, mm -hmm. right? So if you get somebody that is is willing and you know open and teachable. That's one thing I learned throughout my career is to always remain, no matter what level or stage of this profession that I, I yep. was at, to always remain teachable because you're, there's never, you're never going to know everything. You're never going to know every compliance, everything like that. That's why you got to have a team yeah. uh, built to, to help you along the way, because you're going to have people that are strong in some areas and not so strong in other areas. Like we all have a, those points that we're strong at, but this is to help you become more balanced. So yes, at the entry level, you need all those things, attention to detail. And that's exactly what I wanted to circle back to the teachable part of it, because some of these things are innate and should be by nature, but some of you mm -hmm. can't, I don't think I was always a people person and some folks may still argue that, but I, I think I, I have a high standard for folks, but I, I can do the people piece and I have yeah. been. I've gotten better at it over the years. I was very mm -hmm. bad at it coming out because I, I was one of those payroll persons that once I learned everything, I felt so empowered and mm -hmm. I had this righteousness about payroll and mm -hmm. I would find things yeah. in the company and I'd be like, this is wrong. We must change it now. Compliance mm -hmm. and penalty and rah, rah, yeah. rah. Like yeah. you got it. And it, that's not the way you have to learn to frame these things better and you have to have yes. that people skill to manage up, to manage yeah. sideways, to manage down and be able mm -hmm. to talk to folks so you can get, you can push your agenda. And yeah. at the end of the day, they're not hearing that it's in best for them if you're coming at them, if you don't have that people skill. So all I have to say, I think I've gotten a lot better and I, I could stand to learn more. I would love to go through like workshops, sales workshops and customer yeah. service workshops, man. I would love to put that time in. Um, mm -hmm. For at the very least, though, I stay reading and I think I do exercise yes. it when I'm talking to our customers because and it's everybody that I work with are yeah, our customers. Absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, then if I can jump in here real yeah, quick. Yeah, of course. I know that I had a hard time myself dealing with people and a former manager of mine suggested that I do the audio book, Crucial Conversations. Yes, great book. And, guys, get it. And Yes, it, it helped me out on so many different levels, not just a professional level, but even personal in, relationships. My, my, yeah, my personal yeah. life, you know, mm -hmm. it helped me understand. And there was one part where they, they had examples of what those cru crucial conversations could be like at yep. work. Yep. Because th this is this, those crucial conversations are a part of corporate America, not just Absolutely. payroll, but they're, they're a part of corporate America and business. You're going to have some frank, uncomfortable mm -hmm. conversations sometimes, whether you're a manager who has to reprimand or, or uh, coach one of your employees, whether you're uh, someone who is that employee and you're getting <laughs> reprimanded by your management. So one, one thing they said is that, and it, this ties into what Brian just said, 
you have to learn how to come to people and not go at people. Yes. You have to be able willing to come to someone and say, hey, we need to have this conversation. It's uncomfortable. I, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to, you know, rattle you or anything, but, but we need to have this discussion because it, because this is for your betterment and for our betterment as a team. And I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't hold you accountable or, or hold you, uh, yeah, hope basically hold you accountable mm -hmm. to these, for these things. So we've, we got to understand that this is a part of, of life and one of the many trade and payroll is that you have to not take things personal. I can't take things personal. Like when I, what I mean by that is that if you do make a mistake or if you do feel like that something should be different at you ignore it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If you've really like Brian was saying, if you doing the rah, 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 Hey, this, we need to change this and do that and do this and whatever. And nobody's like listening to you at that moment. Don't take it personal. It's it's okay. I'm not saying that your emotions aren't valid or anything like that, but you have no need to know how to operate as a professional. And this will just help you along your career, no matter what level you're at. Even because even if you're in the leadership position, you you can still fall prey to Absolutely. those emotional times and find yourself being upset and frustrated. You need to have those outlets and stuff at your disposal mm -hmm. so you so you know how to operate in these situations because trust me, they are going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was great. And now so that that was the entry level characteristics. Now for intermediate, you want all those things we just talked about, mm -hmm. but at this point you want to start looking for the excellent soft skills, right? Those people yeah. skills. And you want to, you want to also look for a business acumen because as you yeah. grow as a payroll person, you're, we need to understand the business we're in yeah, and how it all works back and forth with mm -hmm. payroll and pay payroll is one of the biggest expenses in a business. Mm -hmm. So a lot of smart folks in the business pay a lot of attention to the payroll part of it. So you want to be a part of that conversation. So you start, you have to have that business acumen. You really need to know how your business works, how, you know, how the employees yeah. get paid. What are the little ins and outs? How, you know, yeah. what is happening at the field level? I love, we had a, I had a boss that really pushed for us to spend time at the store level because it being in mm -hmm. payroll, you're always in headquarters and sometimes yeah. you're disconnected from the folks that you serve. And a lot of times you start not understanding what they go through. So I encourage you, if you're a payroll person and you have that, like you're disconnected from the people you serve, ask if you can spend time in the field yep. and get us, spend a day in the store, spend the time at the school, whatever on the construction site or whatever it is. Yeah. Try to spend safe time, safely spend time yes. in the field. Where your heart at. Yeah, where your heart had in your construction. And so you can see what your customers are going through. Yes. And understand why they have these payroll. And, and it, a lot of, it could translate into the, some things that you see on the payroll side that you're not understanding. And you have yes. a different empathy for them. And the other one was, and basically leadership qualities. Because if you're yeah. here, right, you're high, if you want to hire a senior person or a manager, you want to see that they have some leadership qualities, even if they haven't led people in, in before, you can ask them right questions. Absolutely. Uh, and ooh, may, we'll have to go through that again. Let me make a note. Uh, once upon a time, I developed a few questions. I don't think the questions matter, 
but it's when you're hiring. Oh, I guess uh, right now is the time. Right now is the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm making a note. We just talk about it right now. I yep. use so actually, and this is when me and Walter met when I was hiring for this department, and we were rebuilding the department little by little, and. I started getting a lot of candidates and we were bringing folks in. We had a great recruiting team. They were bringing people in, no problem. But what I noticed was I was wasting time because I had no pre-screening of this employee. Yep. Only what the recruiters were pre-screening, but they're not payroll folks. And yep. they don't always, so what I developed was like five or, it was an escalating questions. If you couldn't get through the first three, you're not going to get it the last four. Or what. I yeah. think it was, I feel like it was five to 10. But it was like 10 questions. Was it 10? Okay. Yeah. So what I did was I said, hey, put me on the phone with them first. And then I'll let you know if I want to bring them in. And I, I would ask folks these questions. If they couldn't answer the questions, then there was no reason to bring them in and waste your time. So develop, the, if you're hiring someone at any level, go ahead and develop those questions, you know, in advance and give them five at least. And if they can't get to five, then you don't, you probably don't want to see these people. You know what I mean? Unless you're hiring to train. Yes. And, and, and that's a big factor. I was not hiring to train anybody. I was hiring folks that needed experience because I needed yeah. them to hit the ground running. I needed yeah. them to already just learn our way of doing payroll, mm. right? Once you're a good payroll person, you, all you need to know is how you do it. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and to touch on a little bit more on what I was saying, there's been instances where in, during my career, I've seen people be in other fields, but they've been great at the, 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 at the other profession that they were in and they made a transition over the payroll and they ended up in being rock stars yep. as a payroll person, because they had the, the Work. tools, mm -hmm. the groundwork. Thank you. The groundwork already instilled in them to be successful. So they had the the attention detail. They had the the personal skills. They had the teachability. They had all these different things at whatever level they they were at to be able to go ahead and ascend and learn in this and the payroll industry. And one thing one thing I wanted to go back on and, and I wanted to ask you maybe not a question more 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 so than a statement. Critical thinking. Is that an intermediate or that's a great question? And I, and is it can it be taught? Can you think you teach it? Okay, mm, so I'm yeah, right in a way, yeah. You would hope so. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like I had shared recently with you, I believe that the human mind has the potential to do anything and be as smart as anybody else. I think it really depends on our drive to get there. Okay. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. If there are things preventing one person from being just as smart as another, go ahead, drop and share it with us so we can learn something. But that's how I feel. So with that being said, yeah, critical thinking, I, but I think it's at least something you can develop and you, you can begin in, in, in the intermediate level, right? Yeah. So oh, begin to, yes. At the intermediate for sure. Yeah. You don't really, it's it, entry level. It's something it's going to fall in there anyway. Cause you're looking yeah. for that attention to detail that adaptability, the organized person. And I think you can develop it from those, but yes. by the time you're an intermediate, yes, you, you do have to do some critical thinking and it's trying to think one or two steps in advance for mm -hmm. Yeah, it is important at any level. And I think it can be developed. 
yeah, it can be definitely be developed and honed. I, I, I do believe that. And, and the way to do that is through education, right? Yeah. Education and mm-hmm. experience. You, you won't learn critical thinking if you don't educate yourself, first of all, and if you don't ever have the experience to develop those skills and hone those skills even more. I, I remember I was at a, at a, at a employer. I'm not going to show any names out there or anything like that. Don't want to get in trouble. But yeah, had an employer where I was never taught being taught anything. I had to teach myself stuff and I was still limited in what I could do because, and what, and, and how I could answer questions because everything was password protected by management, I, I didn't have access to it. So whenever somebody uh, would come to me from another department when management was out and I, all I could say is basically, I don't know, I'm yep. sorry, I can't help you. I, I, I can, I have to. You have to wait for Brian to get back or this person to get back. His right. Wasn't Brian, his name wasn't Brian. Oh, it's Brian, thank God. Example. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to wait, you have to wait for this person to get back or whatever. So to, to, so he can help you. So I, it made me feel inadequate. Yeah. It made me feel not good enough in this position. But so, and that's another thing if from a talent standpoint, you're going to run into those situations where you have leadership that you know, for a lack of a better word, that or better words, it's this job security on their end. It's protecting themselves instead of boosting you up. Then you may have to look at maybe finding a different um, um, employer or going to them and having those frank, crucial conversations with them and saying, hey, we need to do better because I want to be better. I want to help you. I want to learn these things. I want to, like, it's it's your profession, right? This is your profession. This is your career. It, you can go as far as you want to. Like Brian was saying, with the human mind of being able to learn, you can shape your career in that certain way as well. Yep. Agreed. The next level is the senior level of payroll. And mm-hmm. at that point, you really want a well-rounded individual that knows systems. They have the compliance piece, like they have a hold of, again, you're never going to know all of it by heart, but you they'll know they'll start to have that critical thinking where you start saying key words that will red flag for compliance issues. Yeah. And at that point, you know, a lot of throughout this whole level, the whole certification may come up. And for mm-hmm. us, certification is not mandatory. It, the APA does a great job of helping folks stay yes. informed. And we, when we say certifications, folks, it's the CPP, the Certified Payroll Professional, and mm-hmm. the FPC, What's that one? Fundamental payroll something? Yeah, something. I have to be. Sorry, guys. Okay, (laughs) cool. And you'll see when you're looking for jobs that it's preferred because not everybody has it. You can't mandate it yet. It's not like the bar where you have to get this to be a lawyer. That's not the case. It's a nice to have, and we've both sat for it, and it is a good nice to have. But don't make that don't let that let you miss a good candidate because you may be holding on oh they have to have their cpp yeah you know those two those two are the fundamental payroll certification got it for the fpc and like you said the certified payroll professional thank you sir Mm -hmm. thank you yeah so that pretty much rounds it out when you're when again when you're hiring at an entry level you want to some those basic organized urgency reliability and then when you get into the next level of intermediate now you 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 want more of the soft skills and the business acumen 
and leadership and then someone in the top tier of leadership and payroll, which can mean many things. Ooh, we talk about pay, uh, payroll job titles, which can mean many things. You want them to have that rounded systems, meaning yeah. they've touched many different systems. Ideally, that's yeah. somebody wanted to have. You want that compliance and legal piece, and you want them to be very serious about continuing education because if they're running your department, whether they're certified or not, you mm -hmm. want them to push for your team to be to have an opportunity to learn so now when i'm in interviewing now i make sure that my prospective managers know that i need an education budget in the interview i'm already asking for education money before i even get hired because i i know you can hit a wall when you can't train your team and you don't have the resources to like keep your team educated like mm -hmm. you're gonna struggle in payroll you have yep. to stay tapped in to the information, the laws and regulations. Ideally, you have your SHRM account. You don't have to have the SHRM, all that, but you need to tap into yeah. these, these established, well-respected uh, sources of content. Yeah. SHRM, APA, the states in it of themselves will get will keep it, information pumping out to you because they want you to do it right. They trust their money, so you have to stay on top of that. And yeah, right, cutting here like that. Yeah, there's other. There's, there, there are, even if you're limited with finances, whether from a personal standpoint or a business standpoint, due to whatever circumstances, there are free courses out there that you can still take. Yes. You still educate yourself. You can do reading, things that will teach you and help you along your career. Excel. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us in payroll have to deal with these Excel yes. formulas, pivot yes. tables, yes. VLOOKUPs, yes. if, 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 then, you yep. know, all these different <laughs> formulas and yep. stuff that I, we have to create magic with yep. that we have to learn. There are some free Excel courses out there that you can find YouTube, believe it yep. or not. Oh, heck a great yeah. resource for stuff. Great resource for Excel. Mm -hmm. I, I just taught myself the if formula finally this year. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I don't even know if I taught it myself because I just actually just made a cheat sheet that I leave by my computer that I can refer to when I need to write mm -hmm. it. But that's one of the ones, VLOOKUP, I'm really, I'm like the VLOOKUP king. But because it's really like with Excel, just the sidebar, yeah. it becomes what you need it for. So yeah. folks, some other folks are doing charts and this and that because that's what they need it for. But for payroll, you learn how you need the tool. And to the, what may, what you, as you spoke about, learning things it made me think about something invest in yourself if yes. your employer does not want to cover it yes. I, I pray that you find a way to invest in yourself because guess what you need to move on from that employer if mm -hmm. they're not investing in your education and your learning for payroll mm -hmm. man you gotta go okay yes so go ahead and use that job to invest in yourself and get educate yourself so you can go ahead and start uh, applying to the next job yeah, and it's a good segue into uh, payroll titles. Yeah, before, and, before yeah. we go, go into payroll ahead. titles, I, I want to say one or two things. So for it. when I first met Brian, one of the things that he told me as he was training me because I I had been the intermediate prof payroll professional until I started began working with Brian at this one company, and one thing he told me was that as a manager, I never want to hold you back. I want to train you to take my job. Yeah. So basically if, I, if something ever happened to Brian, if he moved on or whatever, he, he said that the payroll, so the payroll team could function without him. 
mm-hmm. that they could pr- promote from within yep. and move forward. And that stuck with me because Brian not only trained me, he trained other people and he had the people skills that he was putting into to use then. He was putting like, because every person has their own personality. They learn differently in different ways. So you have to go about it in different ways, but that never caused Brian to waver from the fundamental that I'm, I'm going to teach you no matter what your learning style is, I'm going to teach you to take this job because I want you to excel. And when you excel, we excel. And then the business excels in the long run. And then one other thing, and then we can go on the segue to let, to what you were saying with the payroll title, the titles, yeah, the job titles, as far as trust, right? Trusting your team and trusting the you as a, whether you're a manager or you're a payroll professional who has to trust your peers. Someone told me a long time ago that if you can't trust your team, then they shouldn't be working for you. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't be working for you. That's true. Because trust, trust plays a long, goes a long way, whether you, whether not from a personal standpoint, but from a professional standpoint, can you trust your team to do the right thing? Yep. Can you trust your to keep the team to make the right call? Can you trust your management to make the right call? For real. And that applies to your flipping burgers or cutting checks. It's just mm-hmm. a little bit more important in our business because of the sensitivity of information. Yes. And the access that we have as payroll people. It's that it's just a little bit more important in our field. And some, you know what, I did, I do have some noteworthy characteristics as well. I, I felt like we should just, it, I don't know. It was, it was interesting that they mentioned them. They said perseverance, perseverance, mm-hmm. perfectionism, but I don't like that one. I, I wanted to mention it to talk about it because I understand what they mean, mm-hmm. but it's never going to hit a perfect payroll because there's so no. many factors beyond your control. I get it. That's the goal, but yeah. You, you also have to be realistic and know that as long as you have a really small percentage of errors and they're small errors, that it's a yeah. analytical mindset, of course, mm-hmm. and experience and education. And I think it's all, it, that's almost synonymous because this is still a field that you can, and I think we're both sides of the same quarter where you came up 20 plus years without mm-hmm. the formal education. And I mm-hmm. came up to 20 plus years with a college degree, but it mm-hmm. didn't make a difference in our, we're still at the same point and yeah. know the same things, you know what I mean? So it, you can't, you'd be mistaken to pass up someone like you because you didn't have the, some degrees or what, or you're a master's or, no, you don't need all that mm-hmm. in payroll. It's those, those are just filters that companies use for our jobs. Because if you, mm-hmm. I'll gladly take someone with 20, 30 years experience in payroll over someone who's just coming out of college and been yeah. only doing it for a few years. Definitely. And again, folks, you could, if you want to invest in your people, send them to college, give, get them the degree. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Give them tuition reimbursement and get, let them get that degree. Cause Walt is right. And I, I'm really, I'm proud that you remember that for many reasons, but that's the way it should be. And I, I, I think just. Studying managers, I'm a real, I'm a big student of business and I love reading about other successful managers and business people and whatever. And a lot of those, what do they call it? Is it level 10 leadership or something like that? Where, let me see. You, you really, that's, you're pushing your team. You're not pulling them. You know what I mean? Yes. 
or the team's not pulling you, you're pushing them. And I, yeah, I'm really proud of my recruiting, man. I, I, I think I, I have a winning record when it comes to recruiting, whether they like to believe it or not. But everybody that I've hired has, is, is, has gone on to be successful in what they're doing and still thriving as a payroll person or as something else. My very first hire was for a non-payroll position. I, I got the opportunity to hire for accounts receivable, an accounts mm. receivable clerk or coordinator, but it was like entry level, right? Mm. And that person, I'm not going to mention her name, but she went, she still went on to be successful. She knows who, I don't know if she knows she's my first hire though, but if you're hearing this, you're, you were my first hire as the a, a, AR clerk coordinator. And she's went on to be successful. Like she went, she's, yeah. a, she was a beast at her, oh my goodness. And that was, and I had, and I kept on, and I was really proud of everybody went on to be successful. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud of that fact. And, and of course, including Walter, right? You know, that's gracing us with his presence on this, my partner, my brother. And I appreciate you, man. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't have done what we're doing mm -hmm. now without you. Uh, a while ago, I asked Walter to join me on, a, on where we're at currently. And he took, for me, he really took a big loss to help me come do something great. And, but I think by now he's seen that it is something, we are doing something great mm -hmm. and it's a fulfilling environment. Yeah. We get to architect and lay the path down. We're the su subject matter experts. Our yeah. bosses are amazing. They give yeah. amazing support. What an amazing environment it is to be, to grow and to influence and help. And what we our purpose now is we want to build the department so that it could be easily handed off. Not that we want to rush out of here, but yeah. <laughs> I think you have to think about it that way to build a good de payroll department. You have to be able to plug and play. My first payroll boss told me you being the only one knowing is not job security. Yeah. That's not job security. And I think that's what kind of fueled the rest of my attitude about it and training and teaching and learning. But it's not worth it if you're the only one that has it. You have to share it. And it's not job security. So yeah. I take that and I use that as that's the groundwork that every payroll department, especially if you're building everything new and or even if you're rebuilding and you have to update everything. Absolutely. Think of it. Okay. If I go away tomorrow, how do I pass this over to my bosses and say, hey, do this and that? Or how do I train my replacement? Mm. That's how I think of it. Because... Again, another great boss of mine told me that if you're good at what you do, you will never be out of work. Absolutely. If you're scared about being employed, it's because you're not good at what you do. And there's a chance that you're going to, somebody's going to beat you out. But if you're good yeah. at what you do, you'll never yeah. be out of work. And he's been true for that. That's carried me through bad times in my life and yeah. moments where I was like, oh man, I suck. And it, Shout out to him for that. I'm not, we're not going to do names and brands right now. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. Keep it, keep it real right now. They know who they are. Yeah. They know who they are. And I told him that, and I actually told him that he was like, man, that's, that means a lot. And it, it means a lot when you, cause you yeah. don't know when that, when something you're telling someone hits a note for them. Yeah, yeah man. That's it, man. That's, I just want to share that piece. And let me go back to what you were saying about the levels of leadership. Brian was referencing the five levels of leadership. And he was talking about level five. That, that's something that was developed by John Maxwell. Yes. 
He's really good. He has several books. Yes. About leadership and mm-hmm. management and stuff like that. And level five is called the pinnacle. And it just basically talks about having longevity and intentionality and basically being that leader that creates opportunities that other leaders don't. Basically, being the type of leader that creates a legacy in everything that they do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Another, John Maxwell's good. He got, I'm reading right now. I put it down. Good to great. So I picked something else up. I'm, I have ADD when it comes to books. I love reading, but I'll put stuff down, read that, read this. Anyway, the go and the go giver. John yep. Maxwell's good to great. John Maxwell, all his stuff is good. Good to great is awesome. So far, I'm like halfway through. The Go-Giver, I forget the author's name. He's a good one. Something I read recently, guys, for payroll, leaders are readers, right? And it ties right back to that invest in yourself, whether it be books, whether it be these LinkedIn learning, which used to be lynda.com. And lynda.com was amazing. And it's still amazing. LinkedIn learning is, go listen to that podcast actually on how lynda.com started. That's an interesting one. And there's so many things you, you you can do to go keep yourself going. And it's important that we, in payroll, there is no set path. But guys, we're going to lay it out for you. We're here yeah. to help you on that path. What is it that's going to help you become a pay, better payroll professional, right? And if you're a payroll person trying to get into payroll, or if you're already in it, this episode in particular because it's going to help you either hire right or mm-hmm. it's going to help you think about it. Wait, am I getting into payroll or I just got this job? I'm thinking about this job. Do I have these skill sets that he mentioned in the entry level part of it? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is this something that, you know, that I think I can be good at? Because if you're not, don't do it. Believe yep. it. You know what I mean? And be honest about it. When you get into payroll, separate the doing from the politics. If you're good at the job, stick with it. The politics yeah. will work itself out. Don't let the politics dictate, oh, I don't like payroll because my last boss really, the first boss I had was bad. That's not how to judge it on no. its merit. If you like doing the work, I love doing the work. But, yeah. And that was like my claim to fame and both of us for that matter, just process, being good processors. Yep. If you could be a good processor, you're going to get the opportunities to do more. Yep. And that's how you grow. And we'll take you down that path, man. And this first pillar is... The, the first and important, you got to start with the person, right? You, maybe you can argue that you got to start with the process, but I, I think it's, I think, yeah, that's my opinion. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And the Go-Giver is a three book series uh, by Bob Berg and John David Mann. There's two authors on that. It's a three book series. It's really good. You can find that anywhere online, but mm-hmm. it's really good. And I think that's a perfect segue. I know I interrupted back then. Bro. No, 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 you're good. We're flowing. I'm about the job, the job titles, but yeah, we're going to get right into the job titles, I think. How did you want to go about that? I, well, I just, I thought it was interesting that like one of the recent job titles that I saw out there is, was payroll transformation manager. I thought that was one of the most unique titles I've ever seen. And then it just made me think, gosh, there's so many titles in payroll. People make them up. What I want fo- folks to focus on is not the job title, so to speak, but look at the job description. Think about they're going to tell you where they want the person to be, whether it's entry or intermediate. I don't, I'm not big on titles as long as I'm getting my worth and my, I like my work. So for me, yes. it's about worth and work. Out of you can call me the custodian. I don't really care. Work and worth. So try to try not to harp too much on job titles in the beginning. If you're a title person, then 
it is what it is, but you're going to have a tough time in payroll with that because they misalign sometimes your payroll coordinator, payroll clerk, payroll specialist, senior specialist, level payroll entry level one, level two, level three, payroll manager, payroll director. And yeah. it, it's even gone up to VP. You can be a vice president and be a payroll person. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it was more so just to keep it in mind that you, it's not a, a set science on the payroll titles. Let's say, for instance, it might be more structured. Accounting titles might be a little bit more structured and you know what to expect if you see a certain title. That's not yeah. the case in payroll. You'll see, you can see three, four, five different variations of the same job and they call it all kind of things. So I, I just thought it was interesting. Did you have, did you come across any interesting ones or... No yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I found one that I found word uh, noteworthy, like you were saying. One that stuck out to me was a four hundred one k payroll contribution specialist. That's interesting. Like, 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 and like to me that, like, like Brian was saying, like it, it seems more targeted for a specific role. Again, I would have to see the job description yeah. to see exactly mm -hmm. what they want this person to do. Is it is it more so this person is just for a four hundred one k person that handles? That's what um, it makes me think. Some payroll contributions it or do I process payroll uh -huh. and am I responsible for 401k? It, it makes me think, yeah. it makes me think that company has a big payroll team and this person is a specialized, is a specialization. Gotcha. You know, that's what I think, but you're right because then that's the whole point. Like you have to dig in further because you may read that at face value and be like, oh, I only have mm -hmm. to do 401k and yeah. then you, you dig in and they're like, no, no, we want you to do the payroll, but you have to concentrate on this. this is the rest of it. We got other people for it. We need you to kind of, and that happens folks. Cause a lot of times the payroll kind of gets caught with things that they do best. And because it goes, it goes through your check that somehow you have something to do with it. You may get roped in to doing it and it's okay. You yes. got to embrace it yeah. because yeah. you're learning something. Yeah. You're learning something, right. And yep. embrace those skills and. Maybe that's part of invest your invest in yourself as well is Absolutely. ask for to be involved in things. And I did, I've done that and more so recently in the last probably five years than ever is like, I actively asked for more work yes. and to yeah. be a part of a certain project or, mm -hmm. Hey, put me in coach. I want that. And yeah. you gotta speak up, right? This this part yeah. of the, that's part of the playing the game we call life is Yes. speaking up for yourself and asking for what you want. How do you know if you get it? If you don't ask for it, what's the worst that they can happen? They say, no, nah, that's it. Are you crazy? No. Okay. And, no if, and even if they, and even if they say no, like, like this, that's why it's important to also keep connections in the industry. You yeah. know what I'm saying? With people, because just because your employer might not educate you on something, you might have someone you used to work with who's in the management position now. That could be their specialty. You can ask them a question, shoot them an email, grab a meal or drink or lunch or something like that, and ask them like, hey, you don't have to go into details for confidentiality reasons, mm -hmm. but you can say, hey, I have, if you had this scenario, what would you do? You don't have to give out personal, any PPI information about your employees or anything like that. You could just say, hey, what would you do in this situation? How can I learn about this? And Remember to tap into those resources yep. you know, or whatever, because that's another form of education. Absolutely. That. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and I want one thing that I wanted to, while you were talking about worth and work, I had a acronym come up when it came to that 
And it's why you want that wow factor when it comes to choosing the job. So W, you want to, you want a job that knows your worth. O, you want a job that provides you with the opportunity to excel, to continue to grow as a professional and to have an opportunity to not only meet your goals, but also the goals of the company, because it's just a two-way relationship. Yep. You as the professional and your company as the business, Absolutely. as the employer. Absolutely. And the last W is work. You want to enjoy the work that you do. Absolutely. Sometimes that work is going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to be long hours, especially in this industry. Sometimes it's going to be those things, but at the end of the day, it's going to all be worth it. Yeah, man. I um, love that. And just, yeah, no, just, I'm just going to, I just want to recap for everybody. The first pillar, talent, you're going out and either you have, or you're looking or need to develop entry-level skills, it's being yeah. organized, it's being reliable, it's being honest, it's attention yeah. to detail, having those customer service skills at, and what Walt threw in there was awesome, is crucial conversations. Start developing your crucial conversation skills because that's, like you said, it's going to help you in not only at work, but it's going to help you everywhere in life. And what did you say? You said come to people where they are, not don't go at people. Come yeah. to them where they are and yeah. as far as crucial conversations and people skills. And then as you get, as you're either growing through or looking for intermediate or a leader, you want some bit more type skills. You want the systems, you want yes. compliance, you want yeah. somebody who's hungry for learning. You yeah. want those excellent soft skills. You want that business acumen and you want to develop your leadership qualities. And these are all things like, again, either you're looking for them in someone you need for payroll or you're that payroll person. And I just laid out all the things that you need to be developing to get to the top of the ladder, to be successful, to be, to develop in payroll. If you want payroll to be your lifelong journey, then that's the roadmap. Yep. Absolutely. And wow. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, folks. Until next time, right? Yep. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and William Duncan. And until the next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.